Our scripture reading today comes from 1 John chapter 2, verse 28, to chapter 3, verse 3. And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Well, hi, my name is John and I'm the executive pastor here at Christ City. And today we are continuing in our First John series. And I know that everyone was really excited about a good old Antichrist sermon last week. Um, and I can't promise it's going to be as controversial as that, but uh, this week I can promise that it will be no less exciting. Because if last week's sermon was about uh, who we say Jesus is, then this week's sermon is going to be talking about who he says we are, who he says we are. And so to locate us this morning, um, our text today begins and ends, it bookends with reference to the return or the appearing of Jesus, the second coming of Jesus. And on that day, John proposes that there will be two potential postures before him. He says that there is the potential for standing confidently before him, but there is also the potential for shrinking back in shame. And what John tells us is that the, the one thing, the one thing that will determine our posture before him is whether or not we abide in Christ, whether or not we abide in Christ. And now we've heard this before, haven't we? We've heard abiding before. This is a, a concept that has been used already in 1 John. And if you're familiar with John's gospel, you'll also know famously where, where Jesus talks about abiding in John 15. He talks about abiding in the vine and, and says of himself that he himself is the true vine. And so the idea of abiding, it really just means, it means remaining or, or dwelling in Christ. And I don't know if you're like me, but that sounds a little abstract. Um, it's difficult to understand what it really means. But, but simply put, what, what abiding in Christ means is to trust and to receive all that God is and has for us in Christ. To, to trust and to receive all that God is and has for us in Christ. And so our source of, of confidence before God, our means of avoiding shame before him, means believing in what Jesus claims of himself, but also receiving all that he has for us. And that's what I want to talk about today. So this is what we're going to see. We're going to see first that we are adopted as beloved children that we are adopted as beloved children. Second, as children, that we imitate the Father. 
As children, we imitate the Father. And third, as children, we will be made like him. So we're adopted as children. As children, we imitate the Father, and we will be made like Jesus. So, number one, we are adopted as children. Now, you may have noticed that John has spent the previous chapters in his letter speaking about the relationship between the Son and the Father between the Son and the Father. And we heard last week, didn't we, that no one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. John has, has painted a picture for us of the, of the relationship, the intimacy, the love between the Son and the Father. And if you think about it, he's simply relaying what he would have heard Jesus say of himself. You think about it, John was there with Jesus. So John would have been there when Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John would have been there when Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. John would have been there when Jesus said, I and the Father are one. John witnessed, he was there. He witnessed the intimacy between the Son and the Father, and he's been telling us all about it. But the plot twist this week, the twist this week is that the relationship between the Son of the Father is now spoken of in terms of the Father and us. Look at chapter 3, verse 1. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. Now, take a moment here. This is a, a moment of pause. This is a moment to Ask yourself the question, is this how you see God? Is this how you see God? Is this how you think God sees you? Is the, is the guiding concept of our relationship with God, of your relationship with God, that of loving father and beloved child? What's your response to this today? Maybe uh, you've heard this a million times. Maybe you've heard this before and you're like, yep, I get it, sure. If that's you, I think the encouragement this morning is to look again. To look again. John encourages us to see what kind of love the Father has given to us by reminding us of how outrageous it is that the God of the universe, the God of the universe loves us in such a way that we would be called children and that we could address him as father. Maybe your response is, this can't be true. Or, or I don't feel this today. I, I thought it was true, but I don't feel this today. Well, if that's you, I think the encouragement this morning is to hear John's emphasis. He almost anticipates our doubts. He says that we should be called children of God, and so we are. And so we are. He's saying to our doubts, this is true of us, and so we are. Maybe 
you're like me, and your response uh, is, is one of pride. Um, I'm tempted to think that the idea of being a child of God is itself quite childish. I mean, I'm a grown-up. I don't need to be parented. Maybe this is a nice idea for a Christ City Kids video, that we're all children of God. Listen to what J.I. Packer says to this. He says, if you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, find out how much he makes of the thought of being God's child and having God as his father. If this is not the thought that prompts and controls his worship and prayers and his whole outlook on life, it means that he does not understand Christianity very well at all. You see, if we don't see that God is a loving father and that we are beloved children, then we've missed this. We miss it. We're going to miss the good news of the gospel for us. We're going to miss the gracious love of the father that says sinners are now sons. We're going to miss the, the intimacy that has been afforded for us in Christ that we would be able to address the creator of the universe as our Father in heaven. Christ City, our call today is to see, to see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God and to hear the emphasis, and so we are. Abiding in Christ, believing in his name, means that we are brought into that loving relationship between son and father so that our lives now, hidden in Christ, can know that we too are sons and daughters in whom the Father is well pleased. Who is Jesus? He's the son of the living God. Who are we now in him? We're children of God. Number one, we are adopted as children. Number two, as children, we imitate the father. We imitate the father. Look at verse 29 with me. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. Here's what he's saying. He's saying children imitate their parents. Children imitate their parents. Now, I grew up in a large church. I grew up in a large church, and it just so happened that a number of the families in the church had boys. And so there was this kind of horde of sniveling boys all around. And um, there was my family, the Briars family, and there was the Edwards family, and there was the, the Jameses and the Beats and the Halls. And, and graciously, this is true, we're, we're all still friends. We're still a sniveling horde of boys. And the one thing you notice when you, when you are part of a community of families, is you notice two things. One, that each family has its own look, its own culture, its own set of behaviors, and even some of them have their own smell. You know that? Like some, have, some families have their own smell. You know, it's, sometimes it's not, a, it's not a bad smell necessarily, but it's definitely like the family smell, the smell that you get when you walk into the house. You ever notice that? Yeah. So, every, so these families, they have their own, their own culture, their own look, and even their own smell. The second is the kids are always just reflections of their parents. 
And so there's a reason why the Edwards are headstrong and the, the Jameses are measured and the Beats are laid back and the Halls are jokers and the Briars are awesome. Just spend some time with their parents. All of the kids are just these kind of mini-me's, all these miniature versions of their parents, reflections of their parents. And, the, and what's interesting is the look and the behavior of the children is often evidence of the family that they are a part of. And so you can look at a kid and you can go, yeah, that's definitely a Briars. He's definitely a Briars. I used to, um, I used to have all the old ladies in the church come up to me and say, you, you must be Tim's boy. Got the same eyebrows, same mannerisms. Children resemble their parents. Now, here's a challenge for us today. Do our lives evidence that we are children of God? Do, do our lives evidence that we are children of God? There's a, there's a humbling story in John 8. Um, and Jesus is speaking to a group of people at the temple. And he knows on the one hand they want to kill him. And on the other hand, they're claiming that God is their father because they're descendants of Abraham. And look, look what he says. He says, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He goes on to say, whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. You see what he's saying? He's saying that the, the evidence of their lives reveals that they aren't children of God. He's saying that, that if they were of God, they would listen to his words. You see, we can't simply claim God as our father as they did. And not be obedient to him because obedience to him is the evidence that we are children of him. Christ City, there is, a, there is an expectation of imitation in the Christian life. There is an expectation that we resemble our father. There is an expectation that the old ladies in the church look at us and say, you must be a child of God. Let me pause here for a second. Because I think it's worth clarifying something. Because if we get this bit wrong, um, we're going to misunderstand the gospel. We're going to get it all wrong. You see, this is how parenting works. It's not that we become children by being like our parents, is it? That's, that's not how it works. It's that as children, we resemble our parents. You notice the order, that's different. So John Stott puts it like this. He says, a person's righteousness is the evidence of his new birth and not the cause or condition of it. You see, adoption comes before imitation. It's the reason why Paul in Ephesians 5 says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. And he doesn't say to be imitators of God to become beloved children. Is as beloved children be imitators of God. Who are we? We are adopted 
beloved children of God. And as children, we imitate our Father. As children, we imitate our Father. Lastly, as children, we are made like Jesus. We are made like Jesus. Look at verses 2 and 3 with me. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. As I said at the start, um, our text begins and ends in the same place. On the day when Christ is revealed to us at his second coming. The day that we will encounter Christ face to face. And again, John is saying two things. He's saying something about us now and something about us on that day. So earlier he said, abide in Jesus now so that on that day we may have confidence. Abide now, confidence later. Now he's saying, you are children now and that on that day you will be made like him. Children now, on that day, made like him. What's John doing? Well, I think firstly, he's reminding us both who we are and who God is making us, who we are made to be. That as children now, we have been made to be more and more like Jesus. And the fullness of what we have received now, our identity as children, will on that day be revealed for all to see. So that when he appears, in some sense, we too appear. You see, as God's children, our resemblance to the Father is not like a one and done thing, but an ever increasing maturity into Christ that will on that day be complete. That's the hope that we have. And John is calling us, in light of this, to remain, to be steadfast. The call today is to persevere, to remain. I was talking with Brant, the lead pastor of Christ City Kits, this week. And um, we were talking about what it means to be a faithful Christian in Vancouver and how um, that's tough. There are moments and situations that that feels difficult. And uh, there are days, aren't there, that, that being reminded that you're a child of God doesn't produce in you this warm, fuzzy feeling. But actually, it's just a reminder that being a child of God sometimes means being an enemy of the world. And children of God come into confrontation with the world. And it occurred to me, that our text this morning is a call to abide today, despite the persecution that may come, because we have this hope of confidence in the end. Abide today, despite the persecution that may come, because we have this confidence at the end. And in the same way, be children of God today. Take that identity today, even if it means suffering. 
Because we know that this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, Paul says. Our text today is a call to persevere, to remain, in light of the hope that we have to live in all that we have now. As I begin to close, um, let me end by suggesting one thing that I think these verses highlight, and I think it's an important way to close. What these verses highlight is an intrinsic tension in the Christian life that we are all, I'm sure, familiar with. It's the tension of the now and the not yet. The tension between being called children now and the fact that what we will be has yet to appear. You ever feel that? Almost a conflict within you? That dissonance between what God says of us and what seems to be apparent in us? The fact that we still wrestle with sin? The fact that we don't perfectly reflect our Father? And so we're tempted to ignore the Father's voice and to hear the voice of the accuser that says, surely you're not a child of God. You can't be a child of God. That thing that you did last week, surely that disqualifies you from being a child of God. You start to think like the prodigal son who, having sinned horrendously against his father, thinks to himself, I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Let me tell you this. Our text today reminds us not only that God has graciously adopted us as children, but that as children, we have a father that is committed to us. We have a father that is committed to us. It reminds me of Paul's words in Philippians where he says, I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. God in Christ has not only begun a work in us, but he has determined, he has promised to bring it to completion in us. One of the, one of the recurring reflections that I have on my life is that I'm not the man that I want to be. I'm not the husband I want to be. I'm not the, I'm not the father I want to be. I'm not the friend I want to be. One of the joys of being a Christian is that despite not being the man that I want to be, I can always look back and see that by God's grace, I'm not the man that I once was. I can see evidences of God working in me. I can see evidences of my sonship. But joy for the Christian is not simply looking back, Christ City. You see, it's not simply looking back and seeing the men and women that we used to be and now looking at ourselves and seeing the men and women that we are, but it's also looking forward and knowing that we have a Father that has determined who we will be. Christ City, today you need to know 
that the God of the universe is your father, but you also cannot forget that your father is the God of the universe who sovereignly works and wills in you and me for his glory and for your good. We can be confident as children because we have a father that will not let us go. Our call today is to abide in Christ, to trust and to receive all that God is and has for us in Jesus. And who are we in Christ? We are adopted, beloved children. And as children, we imitate the Father. But when we fail, which we will, We have a father that is committed to make us more and more like Jesus. Let's pray. Our father, we want to see clearly the love you have given to us that we should be called children of God. Empower us, I pray, by your Spirit to live, to imitate you as children. And encourage us, we pray, that by your grace, we're not the people we once were. But also by grace, we will one day be the people that we have been made to be. Amen. Now, if you are part of a house church, you can go and begin to gather the bread and the wine and the juice. And and as you take communion together, let's take it trusting and receiving all that God is and all that he has for us in Christ.